Hello, and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we are the Sherman Sisters. This week we watched the 1985 Clue, adapted from the board game. An incredible movie, is honestly. This, is this the first movie we've done adapted I believe board, so. From a board game? Uh, there aren't that many. There's this in, well, like, there's Jumanji. Humanji. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that's uh, it. Famously. I feel like there's actually weirdly, like, another. I bet there is. I'm gonna think on it. Anyways, uh, before we start talking about Clue, bitch, let's sync up. Please. What have you been up to? Thank you for asking, as always. Um, you know, very little. I uh, watched, started watching Midnight Mass. Yeah, you were just telling me about this before yeah. this. Yeah. I have not done the prerequisites. Well, it's good. No, you don't need to. Okay. They're different stories. Okay. Uh, I was telling you about the Mike Flanagan Netflix trilogy of mm-hmm. horror series. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like, it's got like, it's giving remote island. Okay. With a dwindling population. Okay. Um, it's like it's, that Prophet movie we watched. What was that? Yeah. It, yes. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a better now. Okay. okay. Um, and then, you know, a new priest. Okay. Um, which is a big deal for them. Yeah. And, you know, things get, I think there's maybe some demon type vampires. Okay. That we're perhaps going to encounter. I'm only on episode three. How many are there total? Seven. Okay. It's a low commit. I love that. Yeah. And you know who's good in it and very, uh, un- <laughs> I was about to say, you know who's good and also very good? Uh, <laughs> Hamish Linklater. I'm sorry, who? You have seen him in. Like so many things, but any relationship to Richard? I don't think so. Okay, Hamish Linklater, the big short. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like totally one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I've seen him in, but I know his face. I think maybe was the new adventures of old Christine. I was about to say Veep, but I couldn't have been more wrong. Well, no, it's not that wrong. They both got a Julia Louis Dreyfus, they do. I that's actually probably where I know him from because mom and I rocked with that show. Y'all did. Yeah. We're rocking with the It arc. was kind of a golden era of, like, low-budget, like, studio audience. Yeah. But pretty solid shows, you I know? think she got an Emmy for that one, too. Yeah. The woman don't miss, honestly. But, I mean, think about really what was... We were churning them out at that time. Oh, yeah. Like, half of the blue-collar comedy dudes got... Like oh yeah, family comedies. Oh yeah, it was in the it was like in the wake of Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, type of a beat. I guess although I would watch a channel that was only that Ra- Raymond or just not just, like just family sitcoms. Family sitcoms. There, were, I guess there were a lot. Honestly, if like, you could like park my ass on a couch and just be, it's like twenty four hours of yeah. that. I would be so happy. All in the family. <laughs> yeah, growing pains. Whole thing. What was the step one step by step you were just talking about? Yeah. Step by step. What was the one with um, Urkel? Family Matters. Family Matters. I loved An excellent Family show. Matters. I loved Family Matters. It's a different world. Sister, sister. I, bitch, I can't believe I'm sitting here talking and not just building my own channel. Yeah, do with it, my, girl. my favorite things. I hope that becomes a thing on Netflix in the future where you can just kind of build a streaming channel. And then just, like, surprise me, girl. Like, I've often thought that. Like, let me tell you... About the kind of programming that I like. Yeah. Yeah. That would be nice. Actually, I think, listen, streaming services that listen to this podcast. Recreate cable for us. Basically. But but make us, make it customizable. Yeah. Algorithmic cable. Yeah. Wouldn't that be pretty? Like, let me just build a playlist. Yeah. Of like, these are my comfort watches. This is what I turn on when I go to bed. Yeah. And then let me have the ability to skip intros like by default, 
Yes. Or, or for certain through. shows. Because you know, okay, you know when you're watching Soprano, I don't know how, how, where do you and Parker come down on the side of the Sopranos intro? I don't let him have a say in the matter. I'm sure his efficiency loving ass would probably love to skip it, but that song okay. cannot be skipped. I feel exactly the very same way. Mm-hmm. I know I, that your husband I've did been, skip it. I've been blindsided, maritally, bamboozled. <laughs> uh, Craig, like, if I skip it, it feels like I'm being a Proverbs 31 woman. You know, like, oh. I'm, I feel like I'm being wifely, I'm being so courteous when I skip it. But at what cost? At what co- The cost of my soul. Truly. Absolutely. Truly. Yeah. No, it's... I hate to see you dull your shine, girl. I know. I know. <laughs> I've changed uh, for a boy. This relationship has changed you. But yeah, this is, you know, sometimes when we have a servant heart for each other, he'll let it play and I'll skip it. That's lovely. I don't know. I think that's what O. Henry was getting at. I (laughs) Famously, yeah. You check the sparks on that one. Yeah. Anyway, Midnight Mass pretty good so far. I can't believe I found my way out back to what we were originally talking about. (laughs) I, I really didn't know where we were. Where we had came from, where we were going. Is it hidden? What do you mean? For you, is it hidden? Oh, yeah. I thought you said hidden. No. And I was like... It's like a mystical thing to ask. <laughs> is it hidden? No, like, is it mysterious how I got back to where I was going? Oh, no, no. Yeah. So, that show's good. I started reading this book called Shelter in Place. I'm so sorry, the squeaky table. I heard I'm really it. trying to it. stop. <laughs> uh... And it's kind of Wharton-y, actually. Okay, yeah. Rich people, comedy of manners type beat. I love that kind of story. Yeah, nothing's happening so far like at all, and I'm like 130 pages in and just breezing on through. You know what I love in a book of fiction, a work of fiction? Go on. Is when there's honestly, like, if there is a romantic subplot, it's really minor. It's mostly just, like, people being people relating to each other. So you like a love actual... No, but, like... Like, that level of investment that you would have in each one of their stories, you know? Mm-hmm. That's That, that movie is too centered around romantic subplots. Yeah, I, I realize mean, like, that's the worst possible example for the romantic part, but what I'm saying is it's like... The, it's like a Devil Wears prototype beep for me. There you go. Where it's like, Nate is a feature in the movie, sort of. Honestly, more like a bug. And... <laughs> I would say so, as someone who saw him yeah. recently. Yeah. And by him, I mean Adrian Grenier. Adrian Grenier. Guess what? He's extremely handsome in person, too. I believe it. Yeah. Um, but no, like a... Um, just like a workplace, but not like... So you like a workplace comedy more I than guess a romantic so. comedy. I guess so. And it doesn't even have to be comedy even, but I just like like stuff that sort of takes place on like a... We're all like in a situation. Mm. I like stories <laughs> about situations. <laughs> but I guess I just can't like... I don't know. I can't like... There are a bunch of books that people are like, oh, I love, like, Red, White, and Royal Blue, which I read. Or, you know, I, I enjoyed one of the Jasmine Guillory books I read, but a lot of those kind of, like, pithy, like, bubblegummy romance stuff, I just, like, can't... I'm like, where are the stakes, love? Yeah. Why am I supposed to care about this? Well, because that's not really your hero's journey. right That's now. not my journey, And I would love for it to be, because famously I want this to be no thoughts, just vibes fall, uh-huh. you know? yeah. Like, that Lucy Foley guest list book was exactly the, the right speed. That's the kind of thing speed. I need to be rocking with always. That was the right speed. because That was a stupid girl book. It was oh, a very, I guess I read that last week. Yeah, It was, was a very stupid update. girl book in terms of, like, the but way it was written. It was, like, it was... It was like a Scooby-Doo for adults. Yeah, I, here's what I'll say about it. 
I yeah. started this book being like, this book is 30 points beneath my IQ. <laughs> and then by the end of it, I was like, closing the gap a little bit, Ms. Girl. Yeah. Like, it's a, she's stupid enough to be my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Not Lucy Foley, but the guest list, I suppose. No, just the book as a person. It's kind of like, if who is that girl that I love so much from Sex Education? <laughs> like... She reminds us of the character of Gemma. I'm Gemma. I'm British. Yeah. Um, what is that character's name? Oh, she's so cute. Um, but oh, just like kind of like a little, oh yeah, um, Amy. Yeah. Just kind of like, she's, she's smart in her own way. Uh-huh. But it's not immediately apparent to people that meet her that she is smart. You yeah. Know? I like girls like that. They're my favorite kind. Yeah. I love it. You know what I though? I think that we have the same type as men. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> what we just described is a bimbo. We just described a bimbo. Okay. Got it. I guess my type <laughs> is sort of bimbo. <laughs> you know, a girl who's smarter than me but would never embarrass me by showing it. No, I don't necessarily mean smarter than me. I just mean sort of like I like girls that are like I I love being basic. I love... Yeah, I... I love, like, I basic girl shit. That you know? way enlightenment lies. <laughs> Agreed. I Agreed. think about it all the time. Like, I start feeling proud of myself when I do basic girl things. Good for you. Feels good. Yeah. Like, okay... What was the last basic girl thing you treated yourself to? Um... Well, I did watch a literal Lifetime movie a few weeks ago. You did. But I that was I almost as a bit, that? though. It was kind of as a bit. What did I do recently that I was like, Well, your yeah. Starbucks order's gotten a little fussier. I am pretty fussy with my Starbucks mm-hmm. order, and I do love my Starbies on the weekend. Yeah, you actually like went into a little, you know... I used to think that regular coffee shops were better, but actually, Starbucks is that girl. I went out of my way to defend her. Yeah. I did. You did? No, I guess that's the most basic thing. I feel like there was like a program recently where I was like, I'm going to watch that. And oh, I you, knew it was you, stupid. you did. You watched all those mom coms this year. Yeah, I watched Firefly Lane this year. Didn't you watch that like knockoff of This Is Us too? Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> a lot of it. And it's terrible. Million little things. Million little things. Yeah. Yeah, they really wanted to be This Is Us, but like none of the characters were likable. And it mm. was in Boston. No, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. I don't you. think so. Mm-mm. But yeah, I read The Guest List. That was fun. Yeah. Um, you know, that's really kind of me. Uh-huh. What, how are you? Well, um, I'm coming to you as a Sopranos reporter to tell you about <gasps> oh my God. Many Saints of Newark. Have you watched yet? I haven't. Um, so Parker and I watched it Friday night. We, it was like the event that we we were like, okay, Friday night we're gonna like order some pizza yeah, it's or black some pie. pasta. Yeah. Oh yeah, we both ordered pasta specifically for Sopranos reasons. That yeah, night. from Patrizzi's. Uh huh. Best pasta in town, bruh. Um, so it was like fun for a Sopranos viewer. Mm-hmm. Before I watched it, I, I had like. We at our team meetings on Fridays, Parker and I were talking about how excited we were to watch it. Someone was like, do you think I have had, I've had to like watch the show to watch the movie? And I'm like, probably not. No, you definitely. It's just it's for not, the fans. It's not that you wouldn't understand it because the plot isn't really giving you that much to like stress over. Mm-hmm. It's just that like there's so much about it that is like meant to reward people that have watched the show. Um, it's like you get to see Syl, um, Polly big pussy all those people when they were young and it's very funny like 
um, the guy that they had play Sill, I've seen people online, they're like, that's a caricature. And I'm like, Sill is a caricature. Oh my God. Yeah. Do you remember that being a nuanced character? Right. So anyways. The guy, I think I know the one you're talking about. Wasn't he in some Ryan Murphy things? Uh, I don't know him. People. Yeah. I don't know. Billy something. Billy Magnuson. Yes. But he plays Polly. Oh, young Polly. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Um, but and I found out that the main guy that played Chrissy's father uh, is Emily Mortimer's husband, Alessandro Navolo. Yeah, he was also in Disobedience. Oh, I never saw that. We have had this conversation. I know five times. Uh, I've just time. never seen it. Well, I'll have to. I think I need you to start singing a different tune. <laughs> okay, I guess so. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I think you know. I listened to Pop Culture Happy Hour about it just to see, like, what other people were saying. and Oh, John Magaro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. And uh, and they were kind of mixed on whether they liked it or not, but Parker and I had fun. It's yeah. definitely, like, it's not, you know, incredibly written. It's not, it doesn't have, like, a beautiful plot resolution. There's definitely threads that get started and they don't really make anything of them, but whatever. It's fun if you're a Sopranos fan. I look. I'll take anything yeah. from the Sopranos extended universe. Yeah. Uh, are any of the New York characters in? They scenes? mention Carmine Lupertazzi. Is he in it though? Uh, I think so, but like not Little Carmine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Carmine is a hoot. I love Little Carmine. What a damn card he is. He's a he is a hoot. Um, yeah. And then. Parker and I both had sinus infections, so if you can tell, my voice is, it's a little amazing Amy, as in, it's gone girl. <laughs> that was good. Thanks, I liked it. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, I got home, I went to a little function on Saturday morning, and then I came back, and I was like, Parker, tell me why I felt better outside our house than in it, and he was like, hmm, I don't know, I guess I could change our filters, Oh my God, they were like laden with dust. It was crazy. So we've both been kind of on the upswing since then. But um, yeah, I sound worse than I feel, I fear. Um, you don't sound bad. I think I sound froggy. That's a good word for why you sound. That's <laughs> so I guess bad, maybe. But that is how you sound. <laughs> um, maybe I sound like an elegant, like, smoker type. Who knows? It's like a smoking toad. <laughs> Like Charo from Thumbelina. Oh, that is such a, that's a core memory for you. Yeah, something. Something imprinted on you. Something shifted when I watched <laughs> Thumbelina. What was it? it? It was a cultural reset. Yeah, I think, I think it, that was my Hadron Collider moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I left that universe. Yeah. Pre me seeing yeah. Thumbelina. Thumbelina. I honestly, we watched that with Brooke what like three or four weeks ago did we just no that we, wa- clip we from- watched yeah we watched the charo clip yeah and i was like i can i remember watching that movie and i cannot believe that it looks exactly as i remember it looking yeah isn't that messed up it is so weird it's so few things from like my childhood are that well in, preserved in a different liminal space mm-hmm. there's just something different it's creepy it's a creepy film. It holds a lot of dark energy. Dark energy. Dark. No, like, even the characters you're supposed to like, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, Buster. Thumbelina freaks me out in that movie. Yeah. No, it's not. 
that's not good children's entertainment, I fear. No, that felt punitive to me. <laughs> like, like, no one who... They said, you know what? We had to watch really bad shit when we were they, growing they up. They did have scary So cartoons. you guys should, too. I, I would like, again, another channel. If someone could just create me a channel mm-hmm. of, like, kind of trippy, mm-hmm. scary 70s cartoons. Yeah. I would like that. Yeah, 70s in general... Like, their whole, all of their children's programming is just, like... Fever dreamy. 15 degrees off, you know? Yeah. I mean, that Hobbit animated movie from the 70s. Do you remember the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe animated movie from, like, the 70s or 80s? Yes, I do. Immediately when we're done recording, can we find the clip of the... The fawn. The fawn. Scares me to death, Playing his little pan flute. Yeah. Yeah, that was a core That's another one. That's another one that I'm like, I will remember that on my dying day. It is the scariest shit. Yeah, it really Ooh. was. Ooh. That's what I'm saying. I like, don't think there's so. There's not a lot of, like, um, it wasn't joy-first entertainment for children. <laughs> you were just saying before we started recording, though, like, man, the 90s was such a cool time to be a kid. Oh, it totally was. It's. I think it's It's left some, like, funny Residue. sort of patterns in the brain. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. No, and they, we did have, like, really fun cartoons. Like, what I'm saying, like... You know. Event TV. Space Jam is completely, like, designed with a child in mind. Right. Perfectly. Yes. To great effect. Yes. But, like, I felt like the things that were made in the 70s. Yeah. They just didn't really want to, like, squat down to a kid's level. To come. No, they, <laughs> they were just, like, I don't know, animated. The They'll whole like approach it. was sort of, like, um, your weird uncle who's, like, a little bit high. Like, yeah. looking down at you and being like, hey, kid. Yeah. You know? Very that. It's just a... High uncle. The Muzzy cartoon, or the Muzzy commercial is in that same universe. Although I think it was from the 90s. But it's that same kind of like... It is. It is. Menacing cartoonishness. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I don't know. Menacing clownery. (laughs) It was the whole vibe. It was the whole energy. At the moment. Yeah. Yeah. People forget. I've been reading the BFG to Matilda. Also menacing clownery. Yes. I'm like, Roald Dahl did that whole... I don't, we need a term for what that kind of approach to, like, that wonky, weird, wavy, gravy kind of way of talking about kids and two kids. I don't know. Is, you know, Roald Dahl did that. It was, like, kind of a dark, sinister, but, like, it was, yeah. funny and whimsical at the same time. It was a little tooth-in-cheek, too. Tongue-in-cheek? Oh my god, thank you. Tooth and cheek. <laughs> I was, I was like, like, is that, that a phrase? That can't be the phrase because it's really gross. It's actually yucky. Um, tooth and nail, tongue and cheek. Tongue in <laughs> cheek, not tooth and, and then tooth and nail. Anyways. Yeah, that sounds, see, this is, this is, you should be, feel nothing but joy for how stupid I'm becoming. I love it. Because you know that I'm. Congratulations, I'm, girl, you've leveled up. towards joy. <laughs> um, yeah, and then like Shel Silverstein kind of had that uh-huh. like. I am illustration to him <laughs> romantically, <laughs> sexually. I want him and I need him. <laughs> we were talking about Shel Silverstein. Not right? to be ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> about him when we were in Cabo. Because yeah. you had me play that um, cover of the Rolling Stone song. Yeah. And we were just talking about that kind of like. I love him. He seems like a poon hound who lives on a houseboat. Oh, he was like a total, yeah. He, I think he actually did live on a houseboat. I think he lived in like Sausalito. Yeah, that man never wore shoes. You just know he never wore shoes. And I know that like. He's stinky. But like a man, Maury. <laughs> You're not. I love him. 
I bet you're you not do. gonna come between me and no, Shell. No, I'm not trying to, girl. They t- they I want you to be happy to you. Shell and back. <laughs> Shell and Marty Stewart, my yep. old boyfriends. <laughs> Your old flames. Yes. Um, oh man, what was I about to say before that? I don't know. We got really far off the. I literally the beaten path. <laughs> don't even remember. I don't even know how we started talking about Thumbelina. <laughs> the mental path, the neural pathway is love. It's just not sort of clicking. I really don't even know how we got here. I don't either. Um, anyways, yeah. Uh, this weekend. Oh, and then Sunday we had a little function for Brooke. Oh yeah, that was fun. And Felicia, two of our friends, a Virgo and a Libra. We had to celebrate their fall birthdays, uh, and that turned into like yet again an all day affair. And I was mm-hmm. like, hey Parker, <laughs> a lot of cheeses and mayonnaise based salads. There were delicious three mayonnaise-based dishes, if you count a deviled egg as one. Yeah. Yep. Are we not certain there's not more? There could have been more. Okay, oh, piment- well, pimento. Pimento. Yeah. yeah. Chicken um, salad. The grape salad was sour that- cream and cream cheese, but spiritually it's mayonnaise, I'm so gonna we're going to ch- count We're going to round that up to mayonnaise. Yes, yeah, so there's four. That was, yeah. a, that was a southern spread and yesterday. And I put them all into my mouth mm-hmm. and through my digestive system. Yeah. With great efficiency. Good for you. No, I didn't, like, shit him out. And I'm just saying, this is like, <laughs> oh. I, sorry. Um, I ate a lot. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun, though. And then Sherry made an incredible cake. And, that was uh, really good. Yeah. And then we moved out onto the porch and just shot the breeze. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was nice to catch up with everybody. But, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a nice weekend, aside from uh, my voice and general, like, energy level. You know. Yeah. But. If you're going through hell, keep going though, babe. Keep going, babes. I'm getting better every day. And I did, I finally finished The Winter People today, which oh, I yeah. told you about and you immediately checked out from Libby. I'm excited for you to listen to it. It's I a too. It's a spooky yuki book that, uh, if you're looking for something like that. And I checked out The Grown Up by Jillian Flynn. Oh, let me know how that is. Mm-hmm. It's like 60 pages. I might pull a total teen boy uh-huh. and... Uh, read a Chuck Palahniuk book. Hey. Um, I forgot, because I, I read Invisible Monsters in high school. Uh-huh. And I liked it. It, uh-huh. but it feels Ryan Murphy-ish in that it's, like, grotesque. Okay. You know? But then I've been following the Gabby Petito case, Uh-oh. as you know. Yes. And um, this girl I follow on Instagram, who updates on it a lot, uh, has been going down his social. Uh-huh. And she, I think she was, like, loosely... Um, suggesting the idea of, like, a literary inspiration type murder. Mm. Um, like a Zodiac Killer type B. Because he was extremely obsessed with this Chuck Palahniuk book called um, Lullaby. Okay. So, so you're like, let me... So I'm like, well, as a journalist, first and foremost, let me read this. <laughs> um, Man. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm trying to get my spooky books in. You that's, know? Yeah, that's good. I don't think I knew that Chuck Palahniuk wrote spooky I actually don't think I knew anything at all about his... Well, you know Fight Club. Yes, that's right. I do know yeah, Fight Club. he is... Uh, Did he write Infinite Jest? Am I dumb? That is David Foster Wallace. That is David. I don't know anything about him either. No um, thoughts, just vibes. He's no longer with us. He's kind of Gen Excellence, yeah? Very Gen Excellence. That's what I thought. Um, so you would, would know that reference and I don't. Because that's your... Those are your that's, people. that's my generation. Yeah. Talking about my generation. <laughs> It really, I just spiritually, I do. I do yeah. feel that way. Yeah, I still think of like bikini girl, bikini kill type girl as like that's a cool girl. That's your like north star. Yeah, or like when we're talking about Sonic like Youth, eighties in England is like something that you very into that. Think is tight, Susie, so. 
Yeah. So you've seen the Banshees. Yeah. That's a very cool vibe. Yeah. Um, Clue. Yeah. Speaking of the 80s. Damn. Um, this movie's fun. It's fun. I really, I'm going to be very clear about explaining the plot. I won't be doing it. Yeah. There's really, uh, honestly, not much to do as far as plot. So this could dying. probably be a short little episode. People. Equal <laughs> children. Equal children. Um, I was just reading. So, if you haven't seen this movie, what are you doing? I, you know, I saw it for the first time only like maybe two years ago. That's sad for you. I um, know. I saw it in high school because of uh, my best friend in high school was. I don't know how her family had had come to see this movie because I, after watching it at their house, was under the misapprehension that this had been just a runaway hit when it came out. Yeah, it wasn't. No, I know that. It did not do well. And then it became a cult hit. I feel like there's every good family has to have like the one cult movie Mm -hmm. that they gathered around. We didn't have just one. We had several. I think of Drop Dead Gorgeous as ours. Oh, yes. Well, I famously was the one that brought that into our home. Yes. And I'm very proud of it. I was going to say we got very into uh, Best in Show and Christopher Guest types of beats for a while there. Monty Python for Dad. Monty Python. We did watch that a lot. Like, I, I, Nicole's family's, like, cult one is The Birdcage. Oh. Which I think is a cute That is choice, very you know? fun. Yeah, That's very everyone's flamboyant. Like the, so, like, the Montgomery's, right? It was Clue. It was Clue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, everyone's got theirs. Yeah, for sure. That was their cult hit. And so, yeah, I watched it a couple times in college, too, just with random people. Um, but it's, it's, like, one of those movies, I feel like, that never leaves the cultural conversation. Like, everybody yeah. continues to, like, see it. Like, it stays... It's got kind of relevant because it's strong aesthetically. Yeah, they're all wearing one outfit the entire. Yes, it's a classic program. like one. It's not single shot, but it's kind of like you're. It one takes set. about as yeah. It takes about as long. Yeah, you, you would, imagine that the action portrayed takes as long as what's the movie is. Yeah, like kind of real time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a classic uh, ensemble cast. Yeah, everybody's got their own shit. Kind of an A players across the board there. Incredible. I think people talk about Madeline Kahn a lot from this movie as they should, but Leslie Ann Warren was having girl fun and hot, 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 skinny. (laughs) No one has ever been skinnier than her. Well, first of all, Mariah is skinny. First of all, all, Leslie Ann Warren is skinny. Yeah. Oh Uh, my god. And Tim Curry never younger. I've I've never actually seen him so young. I don't. Which think is funny because this was like after Annie and but he, uh, Rocky he, Horror. He's so clean shaven in this. He does look younger. It's a little. What is his accent in this movie? No, in life, like where? What part he's, of England makes you do that? Uh, let me see. Uh, well, his accent famously is sexual nightmare. Yeah, that's his whole. And it's working. It's his whole. He and sort Shel of Silverstein beat. He, yeah, he's got that menacing. I love it. But you're like, I love him. He's a Taurus. Well, I just love sad. No, sorry, energy. that's not right. He's not a Taurus. He is a 19th of April, an Aries. Yeah. That checks out. Yeah. Um, Ooh, I love that on Tim Curry. He is from Grappenhall, Cheshire. What, geographically, like what part of England Let's is that? Let's see. Cheshire. Um, well, girl, can I just see actually... <laughs> Uh, I'd love to see um, Grappenhall is a semi-rural vid- village in Cheshire, England. And where is Cheshire? She's uh, north. Okay. Um, close to the Welsh border. Okay. 
really close. So so we're just going to round him up to Welsh. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the nearest big city to him would be. Uh, Grappenhall is mentioned in the Doomsday Book. Okay, that's cool. Uh, there is a church with a carving of a cat that is believed to the, be the inspiration for the Cheshire Cat. That's cute. Which is also very Tim Curry. Very yeah. Cheshire Cat uh-huh. kind of. Slinky. Slinky. Yeah. Kind of a, yeah. A character made for the 70s. But then. Yeah. Sex was sexier in the 70s, I yeah, think. Me and people as well. were kind of uglier. Yeah. Yeah. There was a cool confluence there for a minute. It's actually very cool, I think. Yeah. Um, anyways, I love Tim Curry. Uh, the other day, I found myself Googling, is Rocky Horror Picture Show a period piece? And no, sadly, I don't believe it is. Yeah, that one's But tricky. I'm going to watch that. Oh, you can't stop me from watching it. Maybe love that not shit. discussing it as a feature length on this program, but no. maybe I do. I don't know. Yeah, God, it's so good. Um, so this movie takes place, again, based off of the, the board game. Uh-huh. Takes place in 1954. Yes. Until probably two-thirds of the way in when they start talking about J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. Was there anything to indicate to you that this was in the 50s? I actually made note of this Okay, as it was going, because I was kind of like, I didn't actually write it down, but I noticed that there was something that the chef was watching on TV that looked like a, a House on American Activities Commission, sort of a beat. Uh-huh. There was some music playing in the background that was that very, like, um, I don't know what the, it's like, like that a kind of Nova. big band, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of a sound. And then um, when they were at the dinner, the colonel says something to the effect of, like, I ought to report you to the House on American Activities Commission. Okay. The HUAC. But, like, yeah. so there were a couple of little things like that. Oh, and then something comes up about when, when they're being blackmailed, they say something to Leslie and Warren's character about her having hung out with socialists or something. Yeah, And yeah. she was like, yeah, and? Okay, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wrote down some facts about that year that might bring 1954. Some... I sure did. <laughs> I have got some factoids for you. Factoids. <laughs> well, it just occurred to me. I was like, oh, we never really like, give a lot of context about what else was going on in the world right. around that time. And that's a great thing we should do, especially in episodes where there's. I'm, I'm thinking not five much years thought. on. Let's let's start doing this thing right, Lindsay. Yeah, I great. Yeah, I love it. Um. So anyway, this was when McCarthyism was actually starting to settle. Okay. Um, okay. Because the Korean War was ending, uh, I think he, this was actually his last year in the Senate. Um, Brown versus Board of Education. Okay. Was that year. Okay. Uh, Geneva Convention was signed that year. Okay. Um, the last detainee from Ellis Island was released. In oh 1954. God. Isn't that an insane fact? That is crazy. Doesn't that feel nuts to you? There's a guy on TikTok that does things where he's like, these two crazy oh, events yes. are happen in the same year. And you're like, what the hell? I know. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then this is just fun. Need a little context. So the average like salary that year was 4K, like for a household. Wow. And, but the average home price was 10K. Oh my god. Isn't that crazy? Are you kidding me? Well Ugh. Inflation. Ugh, ten thousand dollars. Yeah. I do feel like dad told me that Granny and Grandpa had bought that like beautiful corner lot that they lived in for like something like twenty five thousand or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, are you 
Yeah. Are you crapping me? <laughs> you know that, that oh, audio know. on TikTok. Anyways. Um, <laughs> crapping. There's, yeah, I've seen one where a kid says it, and I'm like, that's funny. Um, but yeah, so basically, broad strokes of the plot is all these people get invited to this dinner party, and they all have been blackmailed. That's like the thing that they have in common. Mm-hmm. Tim Curry is sort of the master of ceremonies. He's the butler, but he's doing he's the butler. so much more. Yes, he's really just sort of keeping the event moving forward. Right. Um, he's the MC of the evening. Yes, yeah. And so he says that his employer, Mr. Body, has invited these people over. And Mr. Body comes in. You ba- we barely get to know him before yeah. he's gone. He has kind of an Andrew Dice Clay feel to him. He's something about that man's eyes are too close together Mm. for my taste. That's personal feedback on that. Yeah, bring those eyes in a little bit. Uh, But he's yeah, he gives a very like a hustler yeah type of a character yeah, Uh, and he's snuffed out. You know. Like a candle in the wind. Like a candle in the wind. Seems to me you lived your life. Uh-huh. Mr. Body. Mr. Like body. A like a candle wind. in the wind. And uh, so he becomes the body, you know. Yes. Uh, very, very clever wordplay here. And then eventually a bunch of other people end up dead. The chef, the maid, who is also very hot. Hot! Doing the whole Was she also a young thing. Frankenstein? I think she was. Madeline Kahn was. I think she was. Um, let me look that up. Um... And then, uh, yeah, so then the cool thing, the gimmick that this movie did was that there were three different endings. And you, if you went to go see it in theaters, you got one ending. And then, did you know this? Oh, I didn't. Okay. There was the, ending A, ending B, and ending C. So people went to the movie theater and they got one movie or one ending. Uh-huh. Um, were they doing this simultaneously? So if like you went to one theater, you got one ending, and then I don't think so. So there were three. Um, each movie theater got one of the three possible endings yeah. sent to it. So you could, if you and your friend went to a different movie theater and you started talking about it at the water cooler on Monday, you would have different endings. Did they announce happened. that they were doing that? I'm not sure. Um, that's so that's honestly like if they didn't tell people, that would be kind of scary. I know, totally, and it's like a. It's definitely gimmicky, but I think it's That's really, really clever. That's really smart. Uh, because then, if you, if people did know, then it's like a collect all three kind of a thing, you know? Totally. Um, but when you watch it now, it's all three endings. They'll mm-hmm. say this happened, or maybe this happened, or maybe this happened. What was your favorite of the endings? Oh, the last one, obviously. Where it's like... Um, oh, Yeah. It's Madeline Kahn's character, Flame. Oh, Flame! You can't get rid of that scene. No. So she had killed one of the characters, and then as they warned, it killed another one. Two thirds of the people who went to see that didn't see the flames part. I know, and that's the most iconic thing. Oh my gosh! And uh, yeah, and then Leslie and Warren had killed another one of the characters, and then it turns out that Tim Curry was the mastermind, and Mm -hmm. Mr. Body was actually like his butler. Um, But in all of them, the end involves the FBI. Um, showing up, and also the line, communism is just a red herring. Oh, I don't think I even noticed that. So they make it so that, like, there's some kind of tie-in to, like, the commies. There's also a lot of talk about, like, nuclear bombs and stuff. Yes. Um, and they all these people live in Washington, D.C., so they're, like, some of them work for the government or former military, one's a senator's wife. That's what, Miss Peacock? Yes. Um, I loved her dress the most. She's so... No, I love Leslie Ann Warren's dress the most. I mean, Bobby's, though. It's Dan, Nikki, or Bobby's. Dan, Nikki, or Bobby's. Um, but, uh, 
sorry, what was it about government secrets? Something, 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 something. Oh yeah. So communism is tied into like the, the blackmail story for each of them somehow. And, uh, whenever, whoever the killer is found out to be in all three endings, will say something about like communism was just a red herring. Um, I feel like acting in this movie had to be so much fun. Oh my God. It had to. I also like, man, Madeline Kahn was taken from us really early. Did you know? Yes. Really young. Um, and I don't really know much of her other work. She was in Young Frankenstein. Okay. Is, is one thing I know. But um, people talk about her like she is one of the heavy hitters of like I know. And comedy. that always confused me because I was like, wait. I don't know much of her stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Michael McKeon, I thought his character was funny because they sort of heavily imply that his character's blackmail thing is that he's gay. And at the end of the... Oh, he says it at the beginning. Does he say it? I couldn't remember if he said... At the end of the third one, um, he's like, oh, I wasn't gay. And then he's like, I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, it's really fun. Madeline Kahn was in Miss Congeniality. Is that right? And I think a recurring actress on Seventh Heaven and Will and Grace. So balance those scales. This is Madeline Kahn? This is... No. You're looking at Leslie Anwar. I'm looking at Eileen Brennan is what I'm oh, looking at. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Molly, come on. Incredible. Get real. Um, I don't know who this woman is that played Yvette. She's still acting. Colleen Camp? Um, yeah. She's I an American I, Hustle. I looked and I didn't see anything. Okay, so Madeline Kahn was also in Blazing Saddles, Paper okay. Moon. Okay. Um, so a lot of like pretty highly thought of movies she worked with cosby a lot oh no yeah oh, no, 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 she was in a bug's no, life no. i did not know that interesting wow <laughs> yeah wow christopher lloyd in this joint the youngest he's ever been somehow really young too. yeah but also what? still middle-aged at least yeah but he was in angels in the outfield not long after this and Is that right? oh like within five years but he by I then he came looked, out when i was like Look, look it up. Look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it came out like in like 90, 91. Okay. Angels in the outfield. 1994. Nice okay. try, Buster. Damn. Nine, nine years later. That, okay. So that's considerable. Yeah. Huh. Man. Was he in that movie? Angels in the outfield? Yeah. Christopher Lloyd? Definitely. Don't. Yeah, he was. Okay. I was He's like, the boss angel. Don't lie to me on that. I don't honestly remember anything about a that lot, movie. A lot of people are in that as um, angels. And a lot of people. I'll uh, name them. I'm, I'm tempted to say Adrian Matthew Brody McConaughey. Was in that movie? And Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, thank you. Both of them. Wow. Young men. Dermot Mulroney. Yep. You know, uh, I Dermot don't. Dermot Mulroney's the dad in it, isn't it? I see. I'll see when the angels win the pennant. Ah. Female character on this list. Well, it's a boy movie for boys. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> it's the boy toy from McDonald's. Man, the '90s, absolute peak era of kids sports movies. They don't make them anymore. Rookie of the Year, Little Giants, The Sandlot, Little Giants ruled. Little, Little Giants League. was my favorite. The Big Green, uh, Bad News Bears. They Bad did News the Bears, Cool Runnings. Oh my god! Incredible cool time. Incredible time for children's programming. Why aren't? Th- all the good movies went away. They don't do middle budget. Why don't they make good movies anymore? <laughs> Nobody makes hutches anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, we need more mid- mid-budget comedies. I really feel like the whole vibe took a turn when we stopped doing them. Yeah. Spice World? That wouldn't get made today. 
No, it wouldn't get made today. And then what, what would we be without it? It was, like, so crucial. How do I live without you? Spice World. There were so many good things. Yeah, so many good things in the 90s. Someone should make a website about how great the 90s was and perhaps include some lists here and there, some quizzes. Totally. Because nobody nobody talks about how good the 90s were anymore. No one's putting out quizzicals about what kind of 90s kid you are. There's not a lot of nostalgia for the 90s going on these days. Nowadays. You know what I love that TikTok will do? Are those like nostalgia posts but they're not pop culture they're just like highly specific just places like, that like don't exist anymore yeah yeah that shit i'm like thank god you took that photo i know yeah and i also love the ones that are just kind of like vibes yeah like here's a random collection of unrelated images someone included like a, a specific like mcdonald's um halloween toy that i remember oh man it was like those nuggets that were the different costumes yes i loved those they posted that and they're i was like Hell yes, Man. let's go. I had those. I loved them. There was that one Christmas one you sent me, but I think I had sent it to you a few months before. And it's like last day of Christmas or of school before Christmas break vibes. That one broke me. It feels like the biggest, warmest hug. I know. It's so pleasant. It's so sweet. It is. It's so sweet. Like, that is the best kind of day. Yeah. It's like you're getting on the bus when it's still dark as hell Not outside. Not bringing your backpack was on there. Yes. It's like, oh, cool. <laughs> when you get there and there's like teeny tiny little slices of cake. Yeah. <laughs> or pizza. Put, it was pizza. They put like two Hershey Kisses on your desk. Yes. It's so cute. And, like, and like sitting on the color floor. candy cane. Exactly. And then like sitting on the floor and watching a movie. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. My, I had... um big old legs for yeah. kids so I just remember like any like sit on the floor Indian style kind of thing it was yeah. like um in jeans for me a challenge <laughs> I would say oh I think mom used to send me or at least a couple times when I was in school she sent me to school in like sweatpants on the last day of Christmas that's or work not work school mm-hmm. and you know what was cool in the 90s when I was a little girl in elementary school were wind suits yeah oh yeah and they're real ugly and they're very noisy, but boy, that was comfort, buddy. I, I remember, I never owned one, but um, one day I forgot a jacket, and mm-hmm. they made another girl lend me her jacket. And it was a windbreaker? It was a windbreaker, and I was like, whew, Tara, you've been living like this? This I know. It's, it was so nice. I had a purple and pink one. Like It kind of reminded me of Jazz Cup, yeah. sort of a color scheme. Man. Can we, where do you get those now? Probably Salvation Army or Goodwill. To be honest. Should we make our own, like, outdoor voices of windsuits? Indoor choices. <laughs> you better stop. That's so good. We should do that. Because I feel like... Starting with windsuits. I feel like if we could find a place to get them manufactured right now, the Gen Z girls would buy them up. Lindsay, I would actually like to pencil at a meeting to discuss yes. this at some point. Yeah. I think... Recreating windbreakers. Yeah. I and would we can be <laughs> We can be sort of like that... Uh, that smug type of American apparel type of beat where it's like, it's so ugly, but I dare you to say it. Right. You're yeah. not going to say it because I'm making so much money. <laughs> I just like the idea of like putting patches on the back. Oh, yeah. And my first thought was big Italian flag. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And like people are going to start doing one big French braid down the back of their head. Oh, my God. <laughs> Taylor kind of did it last year for folklore. How do we get in touch with Taylor to model our windsuits? Can you wear this windsuit with the braid? 
It's really important. Can we get a shot with that jacket tied around your waist? (laughs) (laughs) Over your hands across America t-shirt. Oh, no. Okay, we also got these little sneakers that when you press into them, the gel kind of moves around. Well, and the girls are wearing those white Reeboks like Princess Diana wore. Which ones were those? Mom had some too. Hot girls. All the hot girls. Gorgeous, show me, gorgeous show girls. Me. <laughs> gorgeous girl, just girls had white Reeboks. Um you'll you'll recommend or recognize them. Um like they not these ones. These ones. If you want to look at home, it's the Reebok Women's Club C sneaker. Or alternately, uh okay, yeah, I've I've this kind. I remember yeah, just wearing Club C. like a taller sneaker that I yes. was kind of into. Yeah, this kind. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not it either. There's also some that are kind of like ankle, you know, that were ankle like, height. Yeah, I was going to say they were ankle and kind of loose. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And mom wore them with some like high-waisted denim shorts and a sweater vest over a t-shirt. I think I could do that now. I think I could do sweater vest. At uh, Buckingham Palace. And she looked cool. Mom wore that? Yes. I've got the picture somewhere. It was Send that a, to me. She looked so cool. God, Mom. I actually need to borrow some jewelry for her for my Carmella costume. Borrow? She's going to give it to you, brood. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> the kind that I'm going to need to borrow to pull this off, she would not want to give. <laughs> me think. I got to look rich. Um, man. Anyways. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say about Clue? I mean, it's such a good movie. Uh, there's just really not that much plot to sort of like hang your hat on you know no no and it is confusing no yeah like, it, like when they i had to stop beating myself up at all the endings because i was like there's just no way you could have known no there were no clues <laughs> there's no way yeah that's the whole point yeah they have to sell you that all of the um, all of the options are plausible yeah yeah but i okay so like with like the guest list i was like i feel accomplished that about halfway through i could be like ah. Uh, I bet it was Aoife. I had no idea who the killer was. I feel happy. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they were just... Okay, I don't want to spoil the book for anyone, so just go read The Guest List um, by Lucy Foley. What is our scary, spooky movie for next week? I don't know. Do you have a suggestion? Go. What are we watching? We are going to watch Young Frankenstein. Yeah, Young Frankenstein. Lindsay has never seen it. Yeah. Wait... And I've you, seen parts of okay, it. I was going to say, never you've s- heard me holler, putting on the wrist. Yes, I've seen okay, bits like, and pieces of it. That would make me really sad if you thought I just no. sang it that way. No, I like, it's a weird one because I know that like dad loves that movie and Blazing Saddles, but just like, I've never seen either of them all the way through. They are very 70s humor. Yeah, totally. Which is just totally. Silly. It was yeah. like they just really heard jokes for the first time in the Oh, 70s. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were, they were really living some things, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah when you start realizing shit exactly um anyways yeah so next week we'll watch young and frank young frankenstein i don't even know where one watches it Um, check our good friend real good young frankenstein streaming boop 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 uh it looks like it is on amazon prime video okay great all right well um until next week y'all have a good one i guess don't steal our idea don't don't do the don't do the windsuits. Don't do the windsuits, guys. That's not cool. <laughs> okay, bye. bye.